Today is Tuesday, May 17th. The title for our devotional is Jesus Fulfills. I touched on this idea briefly last week, but I wanted to take more time on it today and unpack it a little bit further. If you'll remember from John 1, when Andrew, Peter's brother, and another disciple meet Jesus, he asks them, what are you seeking in John 1, 38? This begins John's picture of discipleship to Jesus that he will expound on throughout his gospel. Genuine disciples of Jesus are seeking the Messiah and the kingdom of God and find this deepest longing satisfied in Jesus. Throughout the gospel of John, we will see people coming to Jesus pursuing or seeking something else, and Jesus will always point them to himself. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus, a Pharisee, comes to Jesus at night. Him approaching Jesus at night is a note that he's trying to hide his pursuit of the kingdom and the Messiah from the other Pharisees who don't view Jesus as from God. In their conversation, Jesus tells Nicodemus that he must be born again and has become a new creation in Christ. Nicodemus is confused. In Jesus' explanation, we find the famous John 3:16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. So here we see Nicodemus seeking the Messiah, seeking the kingdom, and Jesus pointing him to himself, that he is the Son of God. And whoever comes to him and must believe in him will not perish, but have everlasting life. In John 4, Jesus encounters a Samaritan woman at the well of Jacob. He asks her for a drink, which was, which broke a couple of cultural taboos. One, she's a woman, and two, she's a Samaritan. So she's taken aback by Jesus' request and says as much. But Jesus answers her in John 4.10, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that asks you for a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Fast forward a couple verses to verse 13 and 14. Jesus answered, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. That is the water from the well of Jacob. But whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. So the water that Jesus gives, he's inviting her to come to him and experience the water that Jesus gives and the the life in Christ, this new creation life in him. And this water will satisfy so that she will never be thirsty again. As this woman came to the well seeking water, she found living water in Jesus. And that living water wells up to eternal life. In John 6, another example, Jesus has just miraculously fed 5,000 people. After crossing the lake, they follow him, and here's what Jesus says to them. In John 6, 26 to 35, we're going to read a, a good chunk of it here. Jesus answered, Very truly I tell you, you are looking for me not because you saw the signs I performed, but because you ate the loaves and had your fill. Do not work for food that spoils, but for food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. For on him God the Father has placed his seal of approval. Then they asked him, What must we do? to do the works God requires. Jesus answered, The work of God is this, to believe in the one he has sent. So they asked him, What sign will you then give that we may see it and believe you? What will you do? Our ancestors ate the manna in the wilderness. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Jesus answered them, Very truly I tell you, it is not Moses who has given you the bread from heaven, but it is my Father who gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is the bread that comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Sir, they said, always give us this bread. Then Jesus declared, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never go hungry, 
and whoever believes believes in me will never be thirsty. Again, these folks follow Jesus to have another miracle performed, to, to have more bread, to be satisfied in more food or seeing another miraculous event. But Jesus, he calls them to himself, where he says that he is the bread of life. And whoever comes to me will never go hungry. Whoever believes in me will never be thirsty. Again, these folks are seeking something. They're seeking satisfaction. They're seeking fulfillment. And Jesus points them to himself. He says, come to me, (laughs) you who are weary and heavy burdened, as we read on Monday. He is the bread of life. He will give water that wells up to eternal life. These examples could obviously be multiplied throughout the Gospels. The bottom line is only Jesus fills, fulfills and satisfies. And when folks come to him looking for some other satisfaction or some other uh, perceived need to be met, Jesus points them to himself. Those who are not disciples are seeking some form of another self-satisfaction. When Jesus confronts the rich young ruler, for example, he goes away sorrowful. Why? Because, quote, he had great possessions. When Jesus confronts the Pharisees, they seek to have him arrested and eventually killed. Only the twelve continue to follow him, and even Judas wasn't satisfied in Jesus. He was seeking satisfaction and wealth by accepting the 30 pieces of silver to turn Jesus over to the religious leaders. The whole gospel narrative can be characterized in those who are seeking the kingdom and the Messiah genuinely, or those who are seeking something or someone else. For additional content and reflection time today, I've linked you to the song Closer by Brandon Lake. We often sing this song at Soul Care Nights. It's a great confession that we long for Jesus like we long for water. In this song, when we sing it, we confess that only Jesus satisfies spiritually like water satisfies physically. We're pursuing many things, but only Jesus satisfies.